everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I have Kyle with me, and we have a very special guest returning to the podcast because she wants to reclaim her spot at the top of the podium. Welcome back, <laughs> Trisha LaChica. Welcome Woo! back, Trish. <laughs> I'm bringing the energy. Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not kidding. Everyone knows. Yes, you always energy. bring the energy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, that's not new. <laughs> and that's one reason we love having you on, because... You bring out the energy in us, too, sometimes. We're going to get laughter. We're going to get crying. We're oh, going to yeah. get yelling. It's all the emotions the in mic. one today. Gonna, not yelling like at us, but like yelling into the mic. We're oh, going to have all kinds of stuff today. You're going to get all of that today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to kick off our episode today, I, I feel like the theme of today's episode is going to be transitions. And it's interesting because when Trish walked into our little studio, she's wearing this sweatshirt that I've seen quite a bit actually recently. Uh, <laughs> on it, it says "Ma, Mama, Mom, Bruh." <laughs> Full disclosure. Go, Brett, sorry, you want the box? You could take the box. Um, my kids, I love this saying, but I just need to put it out there. My kids are would never call me "Bruh." Oh, <laughs> but well, I love it. But my, my kids call Tracy "Bruh." Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, my because they know where my hand's gonna go if they say "bruh." Like to me, we might have to bleep that part out. No, <laughs> you gotta discipline your kids. That's why they don't call me "bruh." Just kidding. <laughs> Be like, Psh. um. But when I saw the shirt, it really reminded me that you know, as our kids are growing up, there are transitions, right? So. Mm. You know, the ma could represent when they're a baby and all they could say is ma. And then they get a little bit older, mm-hmm. start calling you mama or mommy. Mm-hmm. And then then it mm-hmm. the, they drop the mommy and it becomes mom. And then, I mean, then the relationship shifts a little mm-hmm. bit. And, you know, eventually as they become adults, it's supposed to be more of a peer-to-peer mm-hmm. and less of a top-down or an authoritarian figure. And become more of a peer-to-peer relationship. Yes. And so, really, I felt like that was a good theme. And That's funny. That's what we were ta- thinking about even before Trish walked in. So, it was cool. It was kind of confirmation that maybe that's what today's episode is going to be about. So, you know, we're in a season talking about identity as a church. And we've been talking about it on the podcast as well. And so, uh, with that, transitions are a big part of our life, right? We're constantly transitioning from one season to the next from one stage of life to the next. The people around us are constantly transitioning their seasons. You know, as parents, our kids are constantly transitioning. And so that's something that we have to navigate and deal with. And and so I thought that was something that we could flush out a little bit, especially in light of Trish going through a really big transition in her life personally as a parent uh, recently. So I, eventually that'll, that story will come out in this episode. But one thing that I thought was cool um, as a, kind of a preface to where we're going to go is uh, as we were prepping, one of the things that Trish talked about is during the season that she's in right now, she's trying to focus on experiencing joy in the difficult times or the difficult seasons. And so I thought maybe that's a good place for us to start before we even get into some of these transitions. So Trish, (laughs) would you like to expand on that a little bit? (laughs) Yes. So... First, I want to talk about my podium place. Do you do you know where I'm at? We have no idea. First but, things first. But we're hoping that Jeremy will come on in a few episodes, or maybe it's the next episode. Maybe. But uh, we would like to have Jeremy come on to wrap us up. Do our recap, and then he's going to bring in the 
the fi- the final figures. So oh, he'll bring in the figures. Got it. That's okay, the, but can, can that's, that's Jeremy too tedious for us? So Jer- like Jeremy's gonna handle that. <laughs> Jeremy, if you're listening, can you also do like minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Trisha's episodes do go pretty long usually. <laughs> okay, so my transition, um, and you have to take out the time where it's laughing, right? So oh, that, that, that no! part doesn't count. My gosh, that's like that takes out A half third. of my time. Come on, um, laughter is my love language. So I am. You must really love me then. <laughs> yes, love hate, love hate relationship. So. Okay, back to the transition. Uh, my oldest, nineteen-year-old, has left my home, and so in I'm, a good way. In a good way. In in a good way. Didn't get kicked out. He didn't. <laughs> no, no. You there's know, di- there's different meanings for left my home. Dang yeah. it! I, you know, I don't even think about that. Oh my gosh, I. It's so funny because I'm in that stage, and I'm like, I don't think I could ever. Like, I, don't, I don't think I could ever do that, but. Um, so I'm in quotation marks. I'm in the bruh stage with my <laughs> oldest and, um, it is the weirdest thing that I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would love wisdom from the older generation. Like I'm finding really nothing could prepare you for the feeling of pure happiness pure joy like seeing your child at a young age nowadays like you know 19 is young for boys to actually go out and be out in the world right now like you know whether it's college or he's at a trade school or whatever workforce pure joy and literally at the same time a pure broken heart. Mm -hmm. So that's just what I tell people. Um, That's what I'm, I wasn't prepared for because I don't think I've experienced both at the same time, you know, usually Mm -hmm. feel joy, but you don't have that sadness. So it's very like walking through Costco last week, tears just started falling out of my eyes and I'm like this is embarrassing like you know so it hits you out of nowhere and then Christian will FaceTime me and then it's just pure joy again you know so um I do want to talk about one thing that did prepare me um was his senior year wait wait, wait, before we get that's more of the big the big picture of where we're going but on that on that my, I just interrupted her and I got this I got, like I got scared. Shock. Death yeah. scare. No, it was like, oh my gosh, I just got in trouble. <laughs> I went the wrong direction. Well, no, no, because the, the the question of finding joy in even difficult situations, mm-hmm. like, because I know you'll you'll get into more examples yeah. of that, but as you've been trying to pursue that, have have you found that it's is it really more of a choice, like that you can choose to be like even though this is whatever situation it is, I can choose to find joy in some way or is it just, is it a will or like, what is it that you've kind of discovered as you've kind of stepped into this finding joy, even in harder situations? Like how, how are you able to, or can you describe that? What it's like? Like the choice of choosing the joy. 
I, I don't know. Is, is it for you? Is, well, it, is it a choice to like, I'm choosing joy, even though I feel sad right now, I'm going to try, I'm going to choose to find some, some joy in it or. Is yes. It, not every second. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. um, because your mind starts, I mean, you really have to like, so if you listen to any of my podcasts, <laughs> I have huge control issues and I've said so many times my childhood sucked not a hundred percent but so i my flesh is my kids are mine i'm gonna protect them mm. i'm gonna take on every burden which whose job is that that is god's and yes i have always tried to play god and no it's never worked out <laughs> so you, i don't think you try to play god i think you try to play chupacabra mom <laughs> yeah chupacabra mom um so Man, when your kids get to a certain age, you, there is no choice. And so I found myself like, what is that? Treading water. Like mm. I was like, my face was barely out of the water and I'm mm. treading because I'm losing control. Mm -hmm. um, and thank God, I God is there and he's like... It's hard when it's not a video podcast, but it's like, I feel like God's like just watching me tread water. Like oh, at some point, girl, you're going to like, when, when are you going to ask for my help? Like, like, like arms crossed yeah. looking at his watch. Yeah. Like, that's what you just did. Yeah. yeah. So like, like arms crossed and he's like, oh, daughter, daughter, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and he's smiling, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. for, for me, he's very patient. And so anyways, I've just had to ask for help so many times. And so, um, like, do you want me to get into what happened right when I came home? Because that was, like, the newest, like, joy. Like, our... Yeah, and we can get to that later, too. Okay. I, I was just more of, like, what what have you been gleaning from trying to walk in, trying to find joy in places maybe that you wouldn't have before? But yeah, I if, mean, like, I want to throw tantrums. Like, it, it's, like... You know, you get that weird little thought of like, oh, this is not fair. Like you want your kid back. Like it feels so unnatural, even though, you know, in your brain, like, hello, I did it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you leave your house, you get married, you have kids. Mm -hmm. Duh. But there's somewhere inside my mom body heart where I'm like, I want to throw a tantrum mm -hmm. and I want to be like, it's not there you know i want him back in my house mm -hmm. i want him in his room mm -hmm. you know it's just this weird thing and i go okay lord <laughs> um reel me in like you always do and what like what am i like to help me find the joy in this mm -hmm. and then boom like a memory will come up mm -hmm. or just that um my heart also is so huge right now like it wants to explode every time he tells me mm -hmm. something about that's happening at his school with him personally or mm -hmm. you know <laughs> he cooked this and he was so excited like mm -hmm. it you know it's just like okay no this is the order and god just like instead of like my emotions are high <laughs> if everyone if no one knows that a like, new listener <laughs> uh, my emotions are always high happy, sad, whatever. Um, and so I just like, feel like at, like I would have normally just sat in that. Mm -hmm. 
I would have sat in like depression and I'm, and it, it tries to creep in. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I'll start getting really down. And then, then it's like, just, um, joy. Like where, where can I find joy? Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Like Nick made me laugh today. I have two other kids that I have to, like, I can't just lay in bed. I have two other kids that I have to take care of. So the, those are the times where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to choose this tantrum right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to choose what, like what, oh my gosh, the sun is outside. I literally will walk in the front yard and get like five minutes of just sun on my face. And I'm like, that's what I'm choosing joy mm-hmm. instead of super depressed that Christian's gone. And, you know, I lost my buddy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so that's good. I, I just, I feel like that would help our <laughs> listeners as they hear your journey and your story. If they know the mindset you're trying to operate in now. And I think that would just help them. I, I just felt like it was set the stage. So then you can give more of the details. But. I was also going to ask, do you feel, I mean, because you know, you're in a very different place in spiritual maturity than you were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Do you feel like that has changed how you would respond? in this situation oh my gosh i don't wow i don't even want to think about that um i didn't i've never thought about that like how would this situation look that long ago i it would be devastating like that's where i go wow like that's such a big blessing that you just asked me that because you forget how far you've come because life just, you know, every day happens, life happens. I never thought about what that would look like. Like that's insane. I, I don't even know. Trish is almost speechless. I I am. No, (laughs) that is crazy. I did it. I did it. High five for Damon. I am because I am freaking out. I was just so lost. And the good thing was I was lost. Like, but I was still coming to church. Like, you know, I, I just, um, your most recent podcast was, um, about that thing. Salvation is free, but but the work, um, like deliverance, De- has the a, has, deliverance has and cost. the inner healing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, does it have a cost? But guess what? I always tell people, um, I said it on stage years ago. I said, it's not fun. You have to dig out that wound, but then it heals. Mm-hmm. And so this is my, my blessing and my fruit from all mm-hmm. that work years ago, because my mind can't even go there. Like mm-hmm. I'm speechless yeah, because I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Who I'm that, speechless. And yeah, who that person was. Oh, no. yeah. yeah. The, the reason that I asked that question is because I, I want our listeners to like hear that from someone that's been through it, that the process of spiritual maturity, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it might be difficult. It might take extra work. It might take extra intentionality. It might take extra time. It might take extra emotions. It might be opening yourself up to things that you're afraid of, but the process is worth it. And, you know, when you look, when you look back, it's like, wow, I would have responded in this way so differently had I been at a, you know, different place in my spiritual maturity. And so the process of maturing, the process of growing in our faith, the process in understanding who God made us to be and our identity, the process of 
just sanctification process, it, it might be difficult and God might take us out of our comfort zones to stretch us, but it's worth it. And so there is a cost, but it's good and it's worth it. And I also wanted our listeners to to have this kind of uh, framework as we listen to Trisha's story that she's going to share from a mom, a mom's perspective. That's what she's going through and that's the, the journey. But it's, it's applicable no matter what. It doesn't matter if you're a mom or if you have older kids or younger kids, you're single. It's the same this like that's that thing about finding joy like it doesn't matter that it's a mom you're, you're finding it in your yeah. relationship with your kids but it's the same thing like i can choose to have joy at my work i can choose yeah. to have find joy there or there so even though this concept is is kind of might sound like a parenting type of uh yeah. podcast it's applicable in other ways amen all right so now you can share your story trish Start us, start us back whenever, oh. however far back you want to go. So the day Christian was born. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wait. How much memory do we have on this memory stick? <laughs> um, so. <clears throat> he jumped off the table and started running around right away. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to his senior year and um, I'm on, I'm on Instagram and on Instagram there's these things called reels r-e-e-l-s and they're just short videos and so this mom posted like her son was leaving and i just assumed to college and she said on her video with like she typed out the words and it said having a son is the longest breakup you'll ever have and so it that like it was just like 10 million light bulbs went off and you know I'm I look back to when he was little you know I I lost a lot of time with Christian because that poor kid had to endure my brokenness as um a person which was his mom but um so it it hurt in more ways than one because I was mourning not being this mom now mm his whole life. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, you reflect your own relationship with your parents and all that. Like I still need 50 million more deliverances. I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> so I need more, but, um, I don't want my relationship with my kids to be the way it is with my parents. Mm -hmm. So it hit me. It hit me so hard. Um, obviously, having a son is not a breakup, but it just made me realize, like, oh, this is going to be a, a major heartbreak, you know? And so, because he's still my son, like, you know, there's the phone. I'm, I'm expecting him to be, you know, by my side on Mother's Day. I'm going to make Christian listen to this. <laughs> um, so... At least you're clarifying your expectation early. That's right. <laughs> and no, I will not be offended if my son is living his life. Um, but he better call. Um, so, you know, I took that and I just held it. And I've, I feel like I've told everyone at Catalyst this already, or at least the moms. But hopefully there's one person that didn't hear me say that already. Like having a son is the longest breakup. And so... Christian um, 
got a job and he worked nights mainly. So me and Christian, the boys went to school and we got to spend every day together, you know, and he's like, um, you want to see clarification. Yeah. So when you, get, when you saw that Instagram thing, was that this October or last? So was it of like his last year? October? Yeah. His, of his senior, senior year. year. Okay. So yeah. now, but now you're fast forwarding to, <coughs> sorry. Yes. yes he's after, already graduated yeah. high school. He graduated he's, high school. Yeah, so, okay. So and he's yeah. works in, he's working nights cause he's, Graduated, waiting yeah. to go to his trade school. Yes, okay. waiting. Yeah. So we're in the wait, mm -hmm. which which was hard in itself because he's excited, you know, and you were just waiting, mm -hmm. and um, and so all of a sudden, I didn't realize it when it happened, but all of a sudden I started. He started to get on my last nerve. <laughs> I've been a stay at home mom my whole motherhood and so that's my space for one like we'll just clarify that that's like <laughs> I like everyone goes and that's my home so he's invading it <laughs> and he's there every day and we're you know he's either just laying there and now I'm annoyed or we're literally like he's the one that out of nowhere brings his little speaker to the living room and just starts having a dance party and you can't help but like like my fist starts going up <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm in the living room and it's just him and I, and we're just like full on dance party. Right. So I really wish this was a video. Just <laughs> yes. <laughs> gyrations and arm motions right now. <laughs> I know I'm so animated. So, um, he's just started getting on my nerves and I started like picking fights with him or saying little passive aggressive mm. comments and all of a sudden i mean it was weeks and all of a sudden i say holy spirit brought to mind the this is going to be the longest breakup of your life and i realized i was building walls without knowing mm. like it was that self-protection mode um somewhere in the back of my mind knew He's leaving. Mm -hmm. So it was like red, oh, red, um, red alert, red alert. And then I started pushing him away. And that's a, a mechanism, right? Like, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to be crushed. And so I'm going to push him away. And I am so thankful, so thankful for the Holy Spirit to come in and whisper that to me. Mm -hmm. Because then I had to break my pride because mm -hmm. I had been so mean to him. So it's like. You know, you had to kind of like it. It turned into like, um, not a shouting match, but we were kind of like going back and forth. But it needed to come to a head, mm -hmm. and it needed to like that fight needed to end. And we, oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't get mad. <laughs> we literally cried for an hour, you know, and I'm not you know, whatever was said, you know, like it, it was just like, um, it wasn't even about like, Oh, like we hurt each other or anything. It was like, literally we knew what was coming mm -hmm. and we cried. I mean, for me, I won't, I won't say anything about Christian, <laughs> like boogers everywhere. I was hyperventilating crying. So it was mm. just that cry. And so, um, we finished and, um, Literally, it was the best, you know, month and a half before he left um, type of thing. And so just 
having that saying and and still to this day for Nick and Josh, um, you know, just trying to keep that in my mind because, um, you know, I don't want my kids to like be annoyed. Okay. I, I, I annoy them to no end, but I still want them to know, like, I just text Christian daily. I text Josh, you know, like, hi or whatever so that they know I'm there, but I'm not mm-hmm. being too pushy. Mm-hmm. And so it's worked out, you know, I'll say good morning. That's it to Christian um, or good night. And he'll just put something funny like good night, buddy. Because he says it like funny. <laughs> so he doesn't so, call you bro. He no, calls you buddy. But it's like, it's an inside joke yeah, yeah, sure. um, in our family and yeah. the way he says it. So I can hear him say it or he'll be like, because we love watching Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope no one gets mad at me for that. Um, and so uh, in my family. And so, you know, he'll be like, good night, Ma. Uh, you know, yeah. and I'll be like, good night, half pint. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so it's just like little things like that. And then all of a sudden. Friday night, he FaceTimes me, and then he FaceTimed me yes, uh, two nights ago. And so it's just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm reaping the rewards of listening to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. putting my pride away, because it sounds stupid, but there was a part of me that was like, didn't want to apologize or mm-hmm. make it better. Mm-hmm. So that helps anyone push through push through you have to like fight for your kids like i don't know so it's it's interesting hearing you share this because so from a dad's perspective and i'm a thinker not a feeler but my wife's a feeler she's a mom and seeing mimo kind of going into this stage too like she's she sees what's coming she knows it's it's she 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 saw a shift especially in our older one maybe a year or two years ago. And she could tell like, it's not the same. Like he's treating me different. It's like, it's not the mommy thing anymore. It's mom. And it's like, so she's already seeing that. And it's funny. It's funny from my perspective because I saw the shift and I actually loved it. And I gravitated towards it because I see him going from boy to man. I'm like, Oh, he's becoming Mm -hmm. who I want him to be. And so I'm, I'm like getting like a deeper connection or like a, it's not even a connection through words. It's just like I, I. There's a bond that's that's developing. The friendship is developing. Yeah, yeah. and and so I'm seeing that, but then I, at the same time, like I'm seeing her get torn apart, kind yeah. of right. And it's like, nah, just suck it up. I mean, this is good. We want him to become a man, yes. right? But then it's like hearing you describe it too. It's like, oh yeah, there's that, there's that shift. And like when you said the longest breakup ever, I, I feel like you're breaking up with the boy, and then mm-hmm. you have to start a new relationship with yep. a man, right? Yep. And and, and, and then just like a breakup, a girl's going to replace you. Right. I right, mean, right. you're always his mom. Like, yeah, I'm right, not, I'm not, right. I'm not saying like, I don't want people like to be taking this too literal. It's just a good jumping board or whatever it's called, like springboard, springboard yeah. to help you deal with this mm-hmm. transition, I guess. So I don't want people to like, some people take things very literal right, and right. I'm like, no, it's, you know, it's, the, it's nature and, and it really does suck, but 
you know, you just pray with that new woman. Well, then that's when your grandkids come. Like, I, I try to think, like, you know, like. She's finding joy in that situation. I'm finding, I've been I'm replaced, finding. but at least I get grandkids. <laughs> so you got to find it, right? Or or you just hope I don't have girls, yeah. you know. And um, it, <laughs> that's, like, another scary thing, too. Like, because I always prayed for boys. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those moms that wanted girls. And so I'm just, like. I, I get fearful of like that daughter-in-law thing because girls have just been so non-existent in my world. Mm. And then I just pray. So then it makes me pray for each one's future spouse. Mm-hmm. And then I think, no, like I can have a great relationship with my daughter-in-law, you know, and could look different from what I'm imagining. But it's just, it's just another way to find joy in that like oh no i'm gonna be replaced you know and then you become bitter or whatever and you become that mother-in-law <laughs> so yeah i think one reason we wanted to or we asked you to share that story is because sometimes that can creep up on people that transition right and uh if we're not aware of and we're not preparing for some of these transitions it can really all of a sudden it's it's there and it's like oh I'm not ready for this, right? And so that's one thing that we wanted to help all of our listeners that are dealing with different transitions or, you know, some, I know that there's a lot of listeners that are, have our young parents and just to recognize that there are going to be transitions in our kids' lives. And if we start looking at them ahead of time, we can help to prepare ourselves and to prepare them for some of these transitions, you know, and the way the world is right now, it's, you know, it's kind of like a meme or it's a joke about the, 40-year-old living in mom's basement playing video games, but really that's a direction that the world is has been moving in, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, but that's not God's plan for our kids, no. right? And so for us, we want to help them transition to the next stage in life so that they can be who God made them to be and even when the world is telling them something totally different, right? And so that's one reason why I felt like it would it was important that you share some of these stories, Trish, because we want to help everyone to start to prepare for those transitions, especially when it comes to relationships with their kids, right? Because you don't want to be, see your kid graduating high school and it's like, oh, I'm not ready for this, mm. right? We want to start helping them to be prepared for that transition as well, too. It is a transition for us, but it's also a transition for them, you know, and, and that's been something that I keep telling my son, like, I'm trying to help you become a man. I'm starting, I want to start this process now. So it's not just like, okay, you're 18, you're supposed to be a man, but you're not ready for it. Right. And I think that's even to pull it away from the, the parenting or the child thing, but just our transitions in life, like we have different seasons, some are good and some are difficult. And so we might want to stay in the good season but yet we're supposed to move on and move to the next one. And, oh, no, we, this is really, I just want to stay here. But then you actually stunt your growth. You kind of, you lack your maturity. Or the the one that's difficult, it's meant to to, to, to build the maturity. And you want to rush through it. You want to just, I just I just got to put my blinders on. I got, I got to push my way through it. But then you're missing out on what that, that season is supposed to develop. And we need both. We need those times where it's, we're in a good a good place, but we need the ones that were difficult because without the difficulty, you don't realize the the good the, what the good is really like. And so, even for us, just as adults, as we're in our own seasons of transition, like we have to be self aware not to just get stuck and just be like, I just want it easy, or 
I just got to push through this thing. And if I just push through hard enough, then it'll go away and that's good. But then there's so much more um, available to us. Ooh, we didn't talk about this in the pre-show, but you know. <laughs> oh, bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just to touch on this part two in transition is um, like you remember when you first have your baby and your marriage, you're just like, who did I marry? Because you've become two different people because you're sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this new person to take care of, right? You know, it's just your marriage is constantly changing. I don't know changing. what you're talking about. My wife was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You are, you are a lucky man. I, can't, I just and can't say anything bad on air because no, it's recorded. No. So. Well, that and she's, we know just, she's listening. Oh my so. gosh. You just, just hold yourself out. I was like, you are not only a lucky man, you are a very smart man. Um, but... Everybody, I, everybody can see through that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you don't realize how different um, mothers and fathers are until your kids are becoming adults, mm. and like the potential or the real the real uh, fights <laughs> mm. that come along. You know, even if you have a great marriage, um, you're gonna want to raise your adult child differently, mm. and so Mark and I are in that camp right now (laughs) but then we talked about this a little bit too though that we're we're also generalizing moms and dads right but some some dads are way more feelers Mm -hmm. and some moms are way more thinkers so it i think it is uh uh, more of a generalization but i think it really is the the feeler thinker mentality of the thinker and if you're both feelers you're both going to probably have a really hard time (laughs) but if you're both thinkers then it's like a different dynamic where you have to really like tap into the kids need that emotional part too but hopefully there's a blend but i I think yeah there's i don't want to discount that there's dads that have just as hard of a struggle um letting go maybe it's the dad and daughter scenario yeah the Um, father-daughter thing i mean that would be a whole you know it's the same thing but father-daughter but it's what damon said about um you know he's you know he's trying to you know, make Dylan into this godly man, right? And so he's 11, right? And so it's so different because that's that's always been Mark's goal. He's great at with his time with them and talks and stuff like that. But when they become men, so I I think what happens is maybe because I'm the emotional mom and he's more of the thinker, but that's where we're like Mm. butting heads a lot because, you know, um, he wants a gym membership up there and Nick, um, Nick, uh, Christian. And so he, Mark's like, well, he can pay for that himself, you know? And, and I don't know if it's the way he says it. And then it makes me want to be really mean and be like, (laughs) no, well you can pay for it. Like because I want my son, like mm-hmm. it, it's exercise. It's a good mental release. Like, you know, he enjoys it. It's something good. And so I want to pay for the gym membership. And this is just one area of many, let me tell you of this journey of moving him out on his own. Um, or, you know, it's kind of that, um, tug of war thing. And that was another thing that I did not know was going to happen type of thing so that's just a whole other area of that we're having to navigate through and um you know just ignoring you know i don't know sounds like clarifying expectations maybe we should dive into that in a future episode (laughs) i think mimo will like it if we do that (laughs) get her on here yes 
So I'm sorry, I interrupted your. I interrupted you too. I, I think I don't know. We're all interrupting I can tell each when other. Things get ready to talk. I'm like, oh, I got to jump in first. <laughs> well, you were talking about Dylan, and then it just triggered my mind of like another thing, and so I think maybe I interrupted Damon. You interrupted me. Where? Well, I I think Everyone. it's good hearing some of these conversations because it helps us to be prepared for it in the future, right? Like you're you're saying yeah. you didn't know you didn't know what to expect when this happened. You didn't know how you were going to respond. You didn't know some mm -hmm. of the conversations that are yeah. being had now. But in talking about it here, we're actually opening it up to people to say, oh, I haven't even thought about what that might be when it's my turn. Or, you know, it could be, you know, if you have young kids, when are we going to get a cell When are we going to get them a mm -hmm. cell phone? When are we going to let them spend the night at someone else's house? When are we going to let them do that? When mm -hmm. are we going to leave them home alone for a little bit? Yep. And each family is going to look different, but having some of those conversations early on will help to prepare it for later on, right? Some of those earlier ones, like yeah. when, are, when are we going to let them spend the night at someone's house? That might actually help prepare them for those conversations for later mm -hmm. with the, I want to pay for the gym membership and I don't <laughs> want to, you know, they could pay for it on their own, right? But how we interact and how we deal with some of those earlier um, disagreements can actually help to build the relationship for later on too. Yeah. Yes. I want to also um, bring, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know you can, but I'm just going to say, just cut your throat if I'm going in the wrong direction. <laughs> like, she, cut she me doesn't off. mean cut her throat, <laughs> doing the hand motions, yes. like, um, like cut her off or something. But, Not, <laughs> but I, I want to. graphic for this family sorry. friendly podcast. Well, okay. then you always need a disclaimer when I'm on. So. <laughs> Um, what I wanted to bring up with like the whole bringing them up at an early age was um, I MC at church and then I do double duty as greeter. Mm -hmm. And so Damon's youngest daughter, Riley, she is how old? She's seven. She's seven. Going on 20. I swear. <laughs> I feel the same way. I am like, how old are you? That's why I think I don't know how old she is because... I think she's way older, but in a great way, not in a sassy way. And so, oh, um, she's pretty sassy. <laughs> oh well, to me, well, when she talks to me, at least you know what I mean. She could be sassy at home, but she's she's very smart too. It's yeah, she's so she, smart. So yeah. she she told I didn't know any I, of this. I can street smart. She knows how to. She oh, knows how to. She, do, she can be manipulative. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. I wasn't gonna use that word, but yeah, street smart is <laughs> yeah. golden. Okay, sorry. Okay, so I have to set up the greeter table and all that stuff on my days. So I went, I walk up and I was fairly early and it, everything was set up. And so I was like, okay, like that's like, <laughs> I love, I don't like setting up. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, yes. And so, um, Riley came and she said that she did that. And I was like, you did all the, like, you did that by yourself. Like it's, a, you know, it's a lot of setup. And then, um, she said inside too. And I was like, Girl. And then she just says, I don't, but I don't have a name tag yet. And I, and I don't know, it just like, it hit me, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, she wants to be a greeter. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I said, well, did you sign up? And then she said, no. And then I said, well, sign up. And then she said, no, my daddy won't let me. And then I looked at her and I was like, did you ask your dad? Like, did you really ask your dad? And then I honestly, I won't say like what she said because I can't remember. And then all of a sudden she, I said, go ask him. 
Just go ask him. So she runs inside and asks, and then she's like, he said I can. And then I was like, welcome to the team, Riley. Like, yes, and high five her. And then DM's like, I'm going to make you your own tag. And, um, like, would I, I don't think I ever would, like, really think a seven-year-old could do that setup. I know it sounds silly, but... If somebody was like, I want to be a greeter, like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, like a seven-year-old, right? But she's excellent. Like, she set up that whole table, and then it just brought to mind that what we've been saying since the retreat and probably before is that these kids need to know that this is their church Mm -hmm. because we all grew up. This is our parents' church. It's just how it's always been. And so the whole framing, like our mindset that these little ones, no, they can do it Mm -hmm. because Riley just showed me without like, it was like so beautiful to me. So I know it sounds silly, but it was actually a beautiful moment of seeing the seven-year-old so excited on what she did. Mm -hmm. And then it brought to mind Nick and Ezra Mm -hmm. because I would have never thought 11-year-olds could do the strike team. Mm -hmm. But then you have the dads come along. Like, it's a mm-hmm. whole process of teaching them. And my gosh, bravo, Damon. I just want well, to bring that up. I mean, that was I don't that was not me intentionally. But, um, yeah, so a little bit of backstory to that one is that on Sunday morning, um, you know, my wife had to set up for communion. So she was going to go pick up the final, you know, flowers and things like that to set up for communion. And normally Riley is mom, mom, mommy's girl. So she always wants to go with mommy. Right. And so she goes, daddy, I want to go with you to church. And I normally go early to set up for visual and stuff. She's like, I want to go with you to church. And I was like, Oh, how come you want to go with me? She goes, because I need to set up the greeter table. I said, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So we get to church. She runs out of the car, runs over there and just starts pulling stuff out. Like, you know how it's supposed to look. She's yep. I know how it's supposed to look. And she just put everything up and it's like, I come out later and wow, you did a good job. <laughs> it That's how it's supposed to look. I really think it's because there's candy on the table. <laughs> so if you know my daughter, she loves oh, candy. She? <laughs> so because that greeter table has candy, I think that's extra incentive for her. She's like like take a little candy. Candy <laughs> is definitely her love language. Aww. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, when she came in to ask if she could be on the team, it's like, yeah, we, I mean, we come to church early regularly and if she's willing to, wants to come early and do that, yeah, go for it. She, she's pretty friendly with people. I'm surprised when I pick her up at school or drop her off at school, all the other parents know who she, so we're walking <laughs> by and all these parents are like, good morning, good morning, Riley, good morning, Riley, hi, Riley. Like, so she's a greeter at church at school too. I know. I was like, how do you know all the parents? <laughs> like the Aww. kids aren't saying hi. It's all the parents that are saying hi to you. Right. But so it's, I, I think that's just a part of her personality mm-hmm. and the way that God has wired her to, you know, she's not afraid to talk to adults. She's really friendly. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good role for her. You know, at school, she got the student of the month for initiative. So, wow. I mean, it's, it's playing out. Yes, right. It and is. That's, that's playing out. And, so it's to me that's the cool part is just seeing her stepping into who God made her to be and you know seeing it in in this area it's like when it's something that she really wants to do I don't want to be the one holding her back yeah. from that. No, they so, can do it. This is her church. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think that is a really good point, Trish, is that that's part of, that's one transition that I think as a church we want to really emphasize moving forward is helping our kids to recognize that, you know, this is their church too. And it's not just their parents' church. It's not, you know, children's ministry is not just babysitting. It's not, But it's helping them to be prepared to become adult members of our church. Right. And so that some of the different things that we're trying to do are going to help them in that process of becoming ready to become adult members of our church. And, you know, that's, I think that's really uh, a good parallel to kind of this whole season of transitions. You know, we, we want our, our kids to be able to grow up and to recognize there is a place for me here. I don't have to go outside to find a place for myself spiritually. I don't have to go to a different church. I can, I can find that here. Right. And I can yep. be a member of this church. This can be my church. And I think it's cool because, you know, Garrett, who was on our, the podcast over the summer, uh, I, that, that's a story that I've heard through the grapevine. So I, I might be mishearing it, but you know, one of the things for him, his senior year, he started helping out with, uh, the sound team, mm-hmm. right? So he was coming early, helping with the sound team <clears throat> doing that. And so, when he went to school, he would want to come back to church on Sundays, even though he's, you know, dorming and he's, he's living on campus, he'd want to come back to church on Sundays. And I heard, I heard again through the grapevine. So this (laughs) don't quote me on this, but I heard there was a discussion in the family that, Oh, maybe he should spend more time at school and getting you involved at school and things like that. And his response was, but this is my church. I'm, I want to be there because this is my church and I, I have a role on the sound team and I want to participate in that. And that's amazing. And I was like, yeah, that's so cool that he's so invested in our church and, and it's his church too. It's not just his parents' church, but it's his church. I think that's really cool. Can I tell you a uh, flip-flop to that? <laughs> our church is so awesome that if you move, it really sucks trying to find a new church. Mm. Let me tell you. <laughs> So I really prayed and um, looked at a few churches in um, where Christians at. I was reading their mission statements on their websites. They're about, you know, all this stuff. And I narrowed it down to like two. And I was like, the, this is just what I feel that th- these are good fits, closest to Catalyst, you know, but you need to pray and, you know, maybe find church for you. Jonathan Poon has um, put, um, Christian in contact with a close buddy of his up there. It's like 20, 30 minutes away. Maybe that will be a good, better fit. But, um, so he went to church on Sunday and he was like, mom, like it's, it's hard out there guys. Like you don't know what we have until you're forced to like go to a different church. Like it's eye opening on how special catalyst is. So like, I feel really bad. That's like one of the main things why we haven't moved. Like, cause we're like, what church would we go to? But it's, that's like the flip flop to that where Christians having mm. to search for a new church. And he is like this, it's really hard. He, he doesn't like the feeling. I think it's, you know, this is his church at catalyst and it's like trying to find that church. I just want just said that just, that's how special catalyst is. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, talking about this thing with our kids, you know, helping out. It, 
uh, just last night I, on the table, there was a screen sheet. I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm like, oh, this is Ezra has to do service hours for his school. Like each quarter they have to do a couple of things. They want them to get involved in different things. So then he wrote down on their strike team one hour on this date. And so then there's a little, there's like four questions like, what did you do and who did you do it with? So he's like, oh, I. I set up the screen, I vacuumed the carpets, I ran cables, but then it's like, and then why did you, or what did you, I forget, what, I don't remember what the question was, but he was like, I, I did this so that I could help pe- our people at church be able to enjoy their church service, or something like that, and it's like, oh yeah, like he's getting like, there's there's these duties sometimes you have to do, they just, they're not glamorous, they're not whatever, but it's like, I we have to do these so that people can enjoy a church service. And so, I mean, I don't know if I've said that to him or not, but just the fact that he, he, on his own, he didn't ask me about how to fill out this sheet. He just put that down, and he realized that, yeah, this is something I'm doing for basically our church, our church people. And, yeah, it's just it's really cool that it, they start getting more of that ownership. And then so now our, our older one is doing uh, Strike Team on a different Sunday, so he's he's doing it as well. But then I asked him, he, he's like, yeah, it was, it was easy, it was fun, and, like, just good attitude about it. And I thought it was going to be the opposite. Like, <laughs> why do I have to go? I have to get up early. But it's like, you know, when, when we call them up, mm-hmm. it's not calling them out, right? It's calling them up to like, hey, we, I know you can do this and you almost, you need to do this. You're part of this. So we're calling you up to take, hey, come on, take your, take your place as one of the members yep. of our church. Amen. There you go. Amen. I can't stand the dead air. <laughs> that wasn't even like Sorry. a full second of dead air. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, guys. Freaks me out. I could keep talking. I'm just kidding. We're, we're testing you. We're just oh, we're just kidding. Just stare at me. I'm in the hot seat. I know. I, I know. I there's another person at our church that really doesn't like the dead air either. So I think we are going to have to have Jeremy take out the laughter and the no, and he can leave in the dead air time because there's not much of that. No. <laughs> laughter is the best part. Come on. Yeah. So there are lots of transitions in our life, right? Mm-hmm. For ourselves personally, and then for other people that we're involved with. You know, it's like our friend might be getting married or might be having a child, and that's mm-hmm. going to shift relationships. It could be something mm-hmm. that's. Our own. It could be a family member, some a change in status in a family member. Someone could move away. Someone could move in. Someone could. There's just so many different transitions in in our life, but the one constant is the Lord, mm. right? And I think that sometimes we get so focused on the transition or the difficulty or the grieving of the the changes that the enemy is good at planting those seeds of fear or doubt or hurt or pain or those types of things that we have to shift our focus to remember the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? And He's he was with me yesterday, he's with me today, and he will be with me tomorrow. And as we make some of those shifts, I think that's why, Trish, earlier when you said that you couldn't even think about what it would be like 15, 20 years ago, it's because you're in a different place now, yeah. right? And so you're in a place where your experience of the Lord is so different than it used to be that it's not impacting you as negatively as before, because you're able to hear his voice clearer. You're not, you're not listening to the words of the enemy as, as much as you were before. And you're able to have more peace and, and experience joy in this time. And so I think that's really one of the things that we want to talk about in terms of what, 
the purpose of our podcast is, is really to help people on that journey towards spiritual maturity so that when life throws, you know, all these different changes, all these different speed bumps, all these different obstacles that we can remember that the Lord is with us and that he's doing something in us to lead us towards maturity. And we, and what, that's what maturity looks like is that when we go through those things, we can experience peace, joy, love in those difficult times too. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we're kind of wrapping this episode up, but it just brought to mind that, we all go through our own transitions, but then also as friends, as parents, as siblings, spouses, we witness other people go through transitions and we can be God's voice, God's hands, God, we can come alongside when they need things, but we can also spot things. Cause sometimes when you're in the transition, you don't, you don't see what's going on and you, you have a total distorted view and you need an outside voice to be like, Hey, Trish, like you're, you're holding on too tight. Like, let go. You know, you, you need a, a different perspective. So that, that could be your spouse. It could be whatever. But we need community. We need, we need people that ha- uh, in our lives that can have that permission to do that. I know I've had that, and I've done that for other people. So, I mean, as a church family, we're in that season of Stronger Together as well. And sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it, it takes courage to do that. But that's also um, a way that we can help people through these, these seasons of transition. Yeah, and I think um, one thing that I stressed to Christian about was, um, you know, we we didn't allow sleepovers and all that stuff. But um, so when he moved out, I was like, oh, wow, this is like really like new to him, right? Um, and so our feelings, because I don't want people to take away like as soon as I'm having a feeling I'm just trying to switch it to joy Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we have feelings for a reason. God gave us tears. He gave us, um, you know, sadness or that feeling of sadness. And, um, and these are just normal feelings. Like it's normal to be sad that your kid is gone. Mm -hmm. It's normal to be sad that maybe you're missing your mom you know, in the middle of the night and you're just like, I wish my mom was here, you know, that's normal things. And so what we need to realize that that's okay to have those feelings. And for me, I could take 20 minutes of my shower and just cry it out. You know what I mean? And that's okay, but it's, it's not sitting in it or letting it consume you because, you know, the world is like, a lot of the, well, I feel like the world is different now. Growing up when I was little, <laughs> it's like, brush it off, get over it, which, which in fact is true. It's like, you can't take both this. Cause now it's like, you know, every, you know, everyone's crying now, but it's like, you got to take the best of those both worlds because you have to, um, eventually, yeah, you got to move on and live, but it's okay. You can, you can, t- I was telling him I moved out at 19 and that homesick feeling is real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it like, it, it feels horrible. And I'm like, that's normal. Like you are homesick. And so you just need to realize it, feel it, call me, whatever. And then God gives us a new day. And then, you know, you you move on from there but it's good it's good to to feel those emotions let it out <laughs> and then you move on 
Yeah, it's good that you mentioned that too. Like it's it's a balance. It's it's kind of like a process, right? Like yeah. emotions are part of the yeah. process. If you take that out, you're not fulfilling the whole process. But then if you stay only in the emotions, mm-hmm. that's not the whole process either. You have yeah. to like let those go and move on in in healthy ways. So mm-hmm. it's good. And yeah. I, hey, I I just wanted to na- I just wanted to call out because oh, no. you're fidgeting with this um, Kleenex in your hand, and you didn't have to use it. Oh, like, she I was, tried she was really prepared. hard. She's like, I'm gonna I know I'm gonna cry this episode, but oh, I <laughs> so I'll go in my car and cry when I leave. <laughs> um, I was trying because because at this moment it's okay that I'm pushing my emotions down. <laughs> Because it's like an ugly thing. Like <laughs> once a tear comes out right now, I mean, it's kind of uncontrollable. So I'm trying really hard not to cry. <laughs> that was kind of a goal. You can, you can, you can feel the emotion still in in what you're sharing. So it's not like oh, you, it's not like you pushed it like man. where it's not there. But it's no, it's <sighs> we, just, we just like or I like to give you a hard time. Oh so no, I just saw you fidgeting with that. Like oh, oh I know, have, I was like, have to use it. Good job. I'm not crying because it. <laughs> comes out very <laughs> ugly <laughs> and it doesn't stop for a while so yeah I am like I say I'm doing well but I'm not doing well so I'm mm. very confused right now <laughs> part of the process right it's part of the process well I think it's because you're trying to live in that tension between mm. yeah right allowing your emotions yeah. to overwhelm you for, and also not like not going to that extreme but then also not going to the other extreme of like well well I'm not going to be have any emotions, yeah. right? Ignoring and kind of like you were sharing earlier, like that's kind of the directions the world is going is to these extremes, yes, right? It's like before it was like just brush it off, mm-hmm. get over it, and now it's like no, just sit in it forever, yeah, mm-hmm. right? And so come into this safe place, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, go to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's something that we've been talking about quite a bit when, especially when mm. Brett's on, right, yeah. with the messy grace. Mm. It's framework tension yeah. framework right is is just that there is a tension that that we were made to live in and part of it's learning to be comfortable in that tension mm-hmm. that it's okay to be in that tension and i think that's that's where sometimes it's hard because we feel uncomfortable in that tension so it's like i'm gonna go to one of the other extremes right but the lord wants us to feel okay with living in that tension because that's really that's really where love is right it's like there is an aspect of it that is the emotions are good. There's the emotions are pointing to something. There is a change in the relationship and those emotions are pointing to that. And they're helping us to recognize that we are having to deal with some of these changes, but at the same time, we're not made to live there. And that's the only place we're supposed to be. Right. So in the midst of all these transitions, in the midst of all these changes in relationships and different things, it is good to feel the emotions because they help to point to something that's going on. But at the same time, the Lord wants us to be able to get things done, too. There's other things that are going on. The world is still moving. And he wants us to be able to participate fully. So that's as an emotional person that's able to flourish in every situation. Oh, I just had to, I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, is this, are we done? Because I was like, you didn't give me my popcorn time. I was oh. like, wait, don't close it out yet. <laughs> popcorn time? What's that? She, wa- she wants to call out someone that she wants to hear on the podcast. Oh, oh, that I'm like, what is that concept? Okay, but you that, know, now I got you. Wait. Now I got you. You know, if you call on too many people, you're going to lose your spot on the podium. I, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm okay. not, I tell you, Damon, I'm not working right now. So, so, so basically, so what she's mind? Yeah. basically, Kyle, I'm, I'm going to read between the lines. I'll kick them every week. I'm reading I sh- between the I lines. Should be here. I should be here every week. That's what she's saying. <laughs> she's, I'm trying to read beh- between the lines. She's saying at the end of last year, the people that were at the top of the podium <laughs> became co hosts. And so, what she's oh. trying to say, oh, what, I have an announcement, guys. <laughs> In 2024, I'm the new host. <laughs> oh, she's, she's still planting you. Oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? On a side note, I just if got anyone, fired. <laughs> On a side note, if anyone um, has a job opening <laughs> uh, that pays. So for those that I'm, don't I'm listen open. to the end of our episodes, this is what happens at the end of some of, some of our episodes. It's a little uh, off the rails. That's the best part. You don't know what people are okay, going to so, say. Okay, so oh. back to your popcorn. Your time's almost up for your okay. popcorn. Time, okay, okay, I okay. I know you only have a few more ah. minutes left before your hard stop. Okay, okay. I... I'm and it sucks because I don't know scheduling wise, but this is who, like, I was really like asking God, like, I want somebody that you want on the podcast, mm. you know, because okay. selfishly I know who I want on there, but this is a person. It's a double. I want to hear this person, and God said, Rosie, Kai. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kyle's speechless now. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, all right. I know. Are, okay, so are you going to talk to her at church then and give, be, her, give her the good news? No, you know what? I would be like, did you hear the podcast? <laughs> you should listen no, to the podcast. You know, you know what? At that birthday party we were at and we were sitting around the table together. No, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I really enjoyed talking with her. I think yes. she'd be an awesome person she to have come on is. here. She And she's in the same transition phase as you. Yes. So maybe you guys should come back on and I'm telling you. share stories. I mean, there's a little powwow, and I know you only have four microphones, but I mean, it's like... Oh, no, we have we have ways around that. Oh, we, can... we have like Sharon, Rosie, me, like we kind of have little talks and stuff, but so if you're ever wanting that, but even I love... For, for like, other topics, too. Even yeah. other yeah, topics yeah, yeah. for Rosie, like, okay. yeah, because I don't know her well, but I'm, because our kids are mm-hmm. seniors and they started hanging out yeah. and stuff, um... I'm kind of getting to know her and she popped in my, my brain and I was like, all right, Lord, popcorn time. She's, all right. she's on. And I'm like, maybe cause I know she works yeah. um, during the day. And so I'm like, I don't know, a Sunday session. I don't know. I don't know when you guys record for people that work during the day, but we, we I, have, we have, we have options. The Holy spirit, Rosie has spoken and I'm not <laughs> saying that as a joke. I'm like being serious. It is your turn, girl. Okay. Ooh. That was it. I'm speechless, <laughs> but I'm excited. I think that was, I think that Rosie would be a great guest, uh-huh. and so looking forward to it. We've had a bunch of the other guys on on the podcast before. We've had the triplets. We've had Garrett. So I guess oh it's my time. gosh, yeah. I guess it's time for Rosie to come on. You were just talking about Garrett. That's so funny. I'm just thinking. I think Eric's got to come on. Then. <laughs> Them together or like. Her and Garrett, I don't know. Okay, all right. Yeah, this is good. This is fun. I like the popcorn session. <laughs> all right, Trish, any last words as we close out this episode? And as we're coming to an end of 2023, do you have any last words? Last Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm speechless again, guys. We'll just leave it at that. All right, as always, we really appreciate having you on, Trish, and we're looking forward to a great end of 2023 and the beginning of 2024 hopefully we'll have at least a one more episode before we close out the year should yeah and 
looking forward to having Jeremy come on to close out the year or do some type of recap of 2023. As always, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.